Suddenly, God saw his children united in his presence. And there was a sound from heaven. Oh, that thou wouldst rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence. When revival comes, the power of the word of God is tremendous. It's not just cliches or or evangelistic jargon. It's not people kind of trying to explain. It was the word of God. And constantly the preacher said, the Bible says, the Bible says. And the people, the people bowed in the presence of the authority of heaven. And the Bible became alive. It was the word of God. How can I explain that? Could I explain that at the time as a teenager? Suddenly this book began to live. And I walked the village street, my mind full of the word of God. Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye buy, and deed ye come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. And climb your ear, and come unto me, here, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant. It was God speaking. It was God speaking in my heart. I couldn't get away from it. Walking towards the village one day, I was standing on the curb, walking on the curb, and suddenly... Put off your shoes from off your feet. The place whereon thou standest is holy ground. And I stepped off the curb and I stepped. There was nobody with me. I stepped onto the street and again it came. Put off your shoes from off your feet. The place whereon thou standest is holy ground. And suddenly nature burst with light. And I was aware of God in everything he created. Everything I looked at. God made it. I tried to get out of this, so I went out in the boat with my father, and I looked down into the depth, the blue, crystal clear depth of the harbor, and I saw the fish, and it came. God made these. I looked up into the heavens, the lark would be singing. God made them. And my whole mind was possessed by God. And his word, oh, that thou wouldst rend the heavens and come down. He had come down. I couldn't have explained it like that at that time. But that is what revival is. God coming down. Now, there was a deep, deep solemnity in these meetings. Some people talk today about revival and they're dancing about and jumping and falling. And No, no, it wasn't like that. I never saw that. There was a solemnity, an indescribable solemnity, and there was deep conviction of sin. I remember one elderly lady coming out the gate of the church one evening, and her hands in the air, and she was saying, Oh, oh God, I'm hanging on a string. Everything has been taken from me. The word of God was searching. Listen to what the Bible says. 
when he is come, he will convince of sin. He doesn't make you comfortable. He makes you uncomfortable because you're in the presence of a God who is infinitely holy and cannot look upon sin. And when he is come, the Bible says, he will convince of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you see me no more. There is no other standard of righteousness. Of judgment, not judgment to come necessarily. Of judgment, because the prince of this world who is Satan is judged. And that was how it was. Oh, how God, by his spirit, lightened the the book. And when people prayed, they prayed the book. They prayed the word of God. They cried to God. I remember listening to an elder in a cottage meeting. And I dared to look up at him and his Hands were raised and the tears were gushing down his street, his cheeks. And he, he said, oh, he said, the young people in the community, oh, he said, they're on the slippery paths of darkness. They're going to hell. And I sat there and I literally trembled. And when we went out into the night, that night, or morning, whatever it was, when we went outside, the solemnity that seemed to be, it was like a, a canopy of God consciousness over the island. Can you explain that? I can't. But it was there. And that solemnity, that deep sense of God, that deep sense of the Holy Spirit, that deep sense of conviction and condemnation, because we were without God, and without hope in the world. That's revival. That's revival. When the light of God comes and shines into our hearts. I remember passing my parents' bedroom door in the early hours of one morning, coming from these meetings, where we were reluctant to part with each other. And as I passed their bedroom door, I had my handkerchief in my mouth to stifle the sobbing. I'm lost. I'm lost. I'm without God and without hope in the world. God, by his spirit, lightens the book. And God, by his spirit, brings his word to bear upon us and our lost condition until we cry to God for mercy. We're conscious of the wrath of God. And that was very much in evidence in the public gatherings. And then sometimes when the preacher sought to encourage those who were weeping over their sins, I can still hear him quoting the words, My sheep, hear my voice. If you're in this meeting tonight and you hear his voice, then you're my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. He knows every one of them. He knew them from the foundation of the world. And I will give to them 
eternal life. Oh, for such a solemnity to fall over us. Many prayers have been offered. Many of God's saints who have gone into his presence have prayed this prayer, Oh, that thou wouldst rend the heavens. And sometimes I weep in the presence of God as I recall some of these saints by name. And here, the way they prayed, they used to pray at Kiladee's camp, they used to pray at, at Bangor, various places where we were present in prayer meetings. And I sometimes say, O oh Lord, these prayers will never be forgotten by thee. They're on the altar there. They're still rising up as incense before thee. When, oh, when will you come? There's no substitute for that. We can have our gimmicks and we can have our meetings. We can have everything beautifully organized. But if the sense of the presence of God is missing, then everything is to no avail. We may defend the deadness of the prayer meeting by quoting where two or three are gathered together in his name. There am I in the midst of them. But do you remember when Jesus went up to Jerusalem with his parents, the age of 12, and he was busy with the theological doctors, asking them questions, and the multitude left, and they went on their way. And we read in the scripture, and they, supposing him to be in the company, went a day's journey. They never heard his voice that day. They never saw him that day. They sought him among their friends and their acquaintances. But they were journeying on a supposition. It's very sad when people are content with a supposition. Let me close with these words again. Oh, oh, one of these praying saints in Lewis said to me recently, he said, we're getting impatient now. We're so longing, longing, longing. And the old elder said, we know what we want. We've seen it. We've experienced it. We're not going to be deceived by any counterfeit. And there will be many counterfeits in the last days so that if it was possible, the very elect would be deceived. That's what the book says. Do you know what these counterfeits are telling me? That the coming of the Lord is near. Let us pray with the prophet. Oh, that thou, oh, 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 that thou wouldst rend the heavens and come down. The prayer of a righteous man, the earnest prayer of a righteous man, availeth much. God help us to pray such prayers.